Pinto and welcome to Tuesday, hashtag Tuesday Takeover. And uh, this evening on The Viewpoint, I do have my guest and he will be introducing his own guests when I'm on the other side. But otherwise, um, that's Luis Yecho, author. CEO of Elements Advertising. Uh, he will be taking over the airwaves in just a few minutes. But just to give you the breakdown of what the show is going to look like for the rest of uh, the two hours, Kolofelo uh, Mohale and Charles Sanjana are also going to be joining our guest. But also on the other side of nine o'clock, which happens to be my hour from nine o'clock right up until 10 o'clock, um, Africa Day for Food and Nutrition Security, uh, Onyi. Nuaneri will be chatting to us. That's Deputy CEO Africa Tekun Group, as well as uh, Africa Center for Strategic Studies uh, will be joining us. That's hashtag Global Watch, uh, talking about term limit evasions and coups in Africa. And why is it that our African presidents, whenever they are in power, you know, when they're campaigning, it's a different story. They give you a different narrative. Then they, they you know, they're given the seat. When they're given the seat, um, it's like, okay, fine. Five years, I will be fine, guys. After five years, I will definitely hand over power. Then the next thing is, no, 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 no. Just give me another term. The five years was not sufficient. Then you give them 10 years. The 10 years turns into 15, into 30, into 40, and it can go on and on. But we will get to unpack all that later on in the show. But introducing our guest, that's Louis uh, CHO, has been in the advertising industry for more than 25 years, takes a different approach to things, and um, often told that young black children are losing connection with their languages and cultures, therefore prefers, you know, uh, the messaging and imagery in English and web, um, you know, uh, Western culture, whichever way you want to call it. And it, it so happens to most of us, especially if you're an individual that most probably went to an, they used to call them A schools. There was A school, B schools, C schools. A schools were the, you know, very, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the expensive schools. Then the B school average, then of course the C school, those are the schools you find in the villages. And when you go to an A school, it's amazing what happens to the way you process things. It's, it's amazing how you literally articulate later in life because you are so influenced by the you know people that teach you how to do things. And to undo those habits can be quite a challenge. Yes, I have a disclaimer. It took me a while. When my mother used to do, you know, I used to go to an A school. And I went to school, to an A school by, like, I couldn't string a, a sentence in English. To fast forward, my mom used to make us sell tomatoes. And I had these white friends. And our house used to be on your way to the shopping center and to school. And when you sell these tomatoes, it was a vendor outside the gate. And I used to think, this woman, is she trying to humiliate us? What is wrong with this woman? It took me. A whole 50 years to grasp what she was trying to instill. But it's not about me. I'm just putting it out there, you know. But anyway, let me introduce our guest first and let's get straight to the point because I'll be eating up his time or otherwise he will eat up my other uh, part of the show. Good to have you on SAFM on Hashtag Tuesday Takeover. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Bertha. Uh, we are really grateful to be here. Thank you for the invite. So I want to start right at the beginning the giving birth of elements. 
How did that all start? Yeah, yeah. Elements uh, started uh, in 1998. Uh, I mean, that's a very long time. You can see from the grey hairs that uh, I've been around. And and really what uh, motivated the need to uh, to start Elements? Uh, at the time when I was in marketing, uh, working for a, a company that specialised in uh, baby products, uh, I realised that uh, a lot of the marketing imagery and creative uh, really wasn't talking to uh, people that I live amongst, uh, people that I understand their languages and their cultures. And when I uh, got, got to meetings as uh, marketing uh, with uh, my marketing team members, I could see where the problem is. We were having uh, a lot of people who didn't understand the different languages spoken in South Africa, who did not understand the cultures. Uh, that uh, influence what other people, uh, you know, go about their lives. And therefore, they created advertising that speaks to what they can understand and appreciate. So I thought uh, instead of complaining and writing articles, it would make sense to start elements and help clients communicate in a way that is understood by the majority. And you are also an author. You've written a book called Marketing the Same Difference and also just completed another book, uh, which could be called We Are Not Consumers. <laughs> I don't know where you got that information. <laughs> I, I think uh, intelligence uh, and, and the di digital technology, we are not free uh, with our thoughts and what we write. Yes, you are correct. Uh, I wrote the book Marketing the Same Difference after traveling 18 months uh, and living in different places with different uh, families, almost like a fly on the wall, uh, to see and observe what people were doing with brands, their relationship with brands and what uh, television or radio stations uh, they were engaging with so that I could come back to office and assist my clients uh, to create marketing strategies and creative concepts that actually spoke to, to, to our people. So the book was launched in 2010, and I then started uh, writing a new material, and I'm glad to say uh, completed all that. And yes, you are correct to say that the title might be uh, We Are Not Consumers, because in my trip uh, living with people, I realized that uh, it is uh, quite... Uh, a mistake to view people as consumers. Uh, you know, you can't see human beings simply as consumers. They are people. They are influenced by so many aspects of life. Uh, they have challenges in the morning when they wake up. There's issues of unemployment. There's issues of electricity. I mean, there are many issues that uh, uh, people go through. So now if you're a marketer and you try and understand them purely as consumers, you are going to miss out a lot. So it's important to say we are communicating with people, not consumers. And what is your take on what has happened um, in terms of marketing, the, you know, the disruption that has been brought about by technology and how social media has just infiltrated and everything is just being done differently. I mean, from a marketing guru, well, the brilliance uh, with social media and where we are is that now people are speaking for themselves. You know, in the past, uh, it, it was only creative uh, people and their cameras were producing content. Now, young people in our townships, in our villages are creating their own content. We were amazed by 
the little uh, girl that uh, was running through mud and water with an Albani bread. I mean, shot by somebody in a village, yet the message was so powerful. Now, that demonstrated exactly what I'm referring to, that if you don't understand a people, you won't be able to communicate with them in a way that really makes them understand what you're saying. And I do know that you've been working within your community, um, trying to leave a very positive legacy. Absolutely. The young, the young people you see with me here are what uh, we are very proud of as the Vincent Shabalala Education Trust. Uh, they are our uh, beneficiaries. Uh, it's people who were funded by the trust, a trust that was born uh, out of Alex. They are also uh, young people who contribute uh, to various projects around education in Alex. So their idea is to say, uh, this trust has given us an opportunity for a better education. Now that we are qualified, we are going to go back to our communities and uplift others. I thought it's important to bring them to, to the show better uh, tonight because our metrics have also started their exams. Uh, my discussion with them will really help to inspire uh, the young people who are currently probably studying and, um, you know, they're going to make huge decisions about their lives in terms of how they perform at the end of the year because for them next year becomes another year and a different life. So I'm grateful to have them. They're going to share some thoughts of how they got to where they are. So... It's 19 minutes after 8, and it is The Viewpoint. Uh, Bertha Charuma with you right up until 10, and I'm standing in for Songezo. And hashtag Tuesday Takeover, our guest is Louis uh, CHO, and he will talk to his guests about brands, languages, culture, and also, you know, conversations about uh, Kulufelo and Charles's background, how they got to where they are, and um, a lot more. And so stay tuned. And whilst they're having their conversations, you can always call 086-000-2032 if you'd like to contribute or maybe ask questions. Or otherwise, send us send us a voice note. That's 0614-104-107. And make sure that when you send the voice note, it must not be over a minute. And make sure that the background is as clean as possible and it is very audible so that we are able to plug it in and put it on air. For now, we're going to take a small break. When we get back, it will not be me. It will be Louis C.H.O. taking over the airwaves. Tuesday Takeover on The Viewpoint. Hi, good evening. Uh, my name is Louis Tumeleng C.H.O. As Betha has introduced me, we are grateful to be here with us, with you two tonight. Uh, it is your Tuesday uh, Takeover guest evening. And by the way, this is uh, not a coup. I've I have been invited. Uh, Betha will be back at uh, uh, nine on the dot. I will be keeping you company. Let's have the conversation. Uh, the number is 86 Send your voice, voice notes on 0614-104-107. Now, I have special young people with me in the studio. Uh, I have... Uh, one of my guests, Kulufelo uh, Mohale, and uh, the other guest is uh, Charles Nchana. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, culture and language. You know, I'm a, a fanatic for culture and language. In advertising, 
it is my view that uh, there can't be any marketing, there can't be any advertising, there can't be any branding if culture and language is not brought into the fore. Because uh, after all, we are talking to people and we are communicating with people. And if you want to communicate with somebody in a manner that makes sense and they can understand what you're saying, it is important that you understand their cultures. It is important you understand the languages they speak. The view that English is the language of communication and therefore everything must be English. I mean, for brands, it does really compromise the ability of many brands to, to grow. So these young people uh, are going to help me uh, unpack uh, this issue because there are uh, many people who have the view that uh, young people, uh, black uh, young people are going to move away from their cultures. They are not interested in their languages because they twang. They speak better English than their parents. Uh, they are not interested in speaking Isizulu or Setswana. Now, I've brought them to the studio so that we can check if uh, the points uh, that I'm raising are actually fact or not. Uh, let me welcome uh, you, Kholofelo. Uh, uh, thank you for making the time. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Good evening, everyone. Yes, and I also have Charles uh, Inchana, uh, who's joining us in the studio. Welcome, Charles. Yeah, evening, everyone. Um, great to be here. Quite excited about tonight's show. Yeah, and let, let me set the, 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 you know, this environment clear, that these are not just ordinary young people that, that Louis walked through the streets of Alex and picked up in the streets. They are uh, they our top, top, top learners. Uh, you know, they part of uh, uh, 549 learners that have gone through the Vincent Shabalala Education Trust. And they are very, very educated, ladies and gentlemen, by any standards. Kholufelo, uh, for example, uh, did her matric at uh, Rialohile High School in Alex in 2016. Uh, she uh, obtained 100% in maths in matric. Uh, she was placed second in the Vincent Chabral Education Trust Awards among all matriculants in the five high schools in Alex. She holds a BSc degree majoring in actuarial science and statistics, and I must add from VETS. She has a B BSc honors degree in actuarial science, right, and currently working as an actuarial analyst. So you can see that uh, I'm not talking about the run-of-the-mill uh, youth. It's youth who are actually moving uh, with the time, highly educated. But in sharing these ideas about culture and language, you'll see that I'm talking to the people who are also going to have the buying power uh, to buy these brands and, and, and spend their money. And uh, on my right, I have Charles uh, in China. Uh, Charles was at a school uh, called Guapigilanga Secondary School. In Alex, it's usually our best performing school. Uh, he uh, received all distinctions in metric. He has a BSc in Applied Mathematics and Physics, also from VETS. He has a Master of Management in Finance and Investment from VETS, also funded by the trust as indicated earlier. He, he also serves as a trustee, by the way, because in the trust, uh, we've decided that we are going to bring this young uh, people on board to ensure that the trust can live beyond us. He works for the London Stock Exchange Group as customer services manager. Guys, let's get on to the story. You know, uh, wherever I go as an old marketer, 
And I, I, I say to my clients, uh, it's important that uh, we understand the people we are communicating these brands to. Uh, my clients are quick to say, but Louis, they speak English, they twang, they speak better than you, they are more educated than you. Is it fact, Holofelo, uh, that uh, as you guys become actuarial scientists, you think your languages don't matter? You think your cultures are not important? You know, you'd rather be somewhere in Ibiza on the beach and enjoying your good life instead of being at the traditional wedding, cooking mohodu and stamp. I mean, can we hear what your view is uh, on culture and languages in advertising and what your experiences have been? Um, I think for me, even though like when you work in, in after being educated and you work in a corporate environment, of course you you need to adapt to that kind of environment in that you need to speak the language that we speak there and adopt to some of the, the cultures that, that you find in those environments so that you can you can compete properly in those environments. Um, but when we talk about culture, like this is something that has been part of your life, you know, from when you are born. Um, and it's part of who you are, it's your way of being. So it never really leaves you. Um, so I think cultures will always be part of who you are and who I am so when I communicate when I interact with um, any form of communication you know I still have that my background and my culture and things are more relatable when they are acknowledging and recognizing um, that I have a different culture and they're, when they're speaking to me directly um, and talking to the things that I experience in reality okay you know uh, let's let's let me imagine you in a, in a lecture room at vets and you have your uh, lecturer who says something that you don't agree with. My experience uh, when I was at university, you'd find that there are others from other cultures who are quick to stand up and say, no sir, or no ma'am, you are wrong. Is it something that uh, you are, you've become accustomed to, the ability to say to a lecturer in the class, no, 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 you are wrong, don't even go there. Um, no, uh, because, you know, we are raised in our families, you know, in black families, you are raised um, in a sense that there's a way to talk to an adult, you know, and there's this concept that you don't challenge adults, you know, you can just say, I hear you are wrong, you know, so we grew up with with that kind of concept. Um, so you go into um, environments like Vets University or even at work, um, and it's not, it doesn't come naturally to just say to an elder person, no, that's very wrong. You know, you try, you either don't say anything or you try to find um, like nicer ways of doing it, um, be it if you say it outside of, you know, the, the, the public um, platform or you say it, but say it in a, in a different way than just saying no, All that's right. not it. So your, your sense is... Uh Saying no, ma'am, you're wrong is not part of your how you're brought It doesn't up. come naturally, yeah. Okay. And then what bearing does it have in, in, in your office environment where your boss says, please, uh, this one and one is not two and you believe it is two? I mean, do you challenge or you, you say I accept? Um, it depends. Um, I think... Sometimes you do, in, in, in other situations, you would sometimes not say anything, depending on the relationship with that, with that person. Um, but if you do speak, because I think you, you, you learn to be able to speak because you are in an environment where you are required to, you know, because in corporate, these are your colleagues, uh, I mean, even your managers, your colleagues, so you need to be able to interact. So you, you join corporate without having that mindset to be able to, to challenge um, 
elder people, but then it's something that you have to learn. So you find ways to be able to like to communicate in a way that still um, upholds your your cultural upbringing, um, but still like but allows you to still be able to say no. Um, I don't agree with what you've just said or what you've done. So you find a way to still be respectful as you were raised, um, but still bring your views across. Thank you. Uh, Charles, uh, let's come to you. Earlier on, you spoke about an interesting event in your family uh, where, you know, there were traditional rituals that had to be performed. And I was quite amazed your ability to, to you know, have the, your praise, uh, uh, you know, language when you praise your ancestors, when you, uh, you know, and I, I thought, but Charles is a is a financial guru, you know. He's a <laughs> mathematician. Uh, his education doesn't give him the ability to 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 do all that. Can you explain to us uh, why are you still rooted in in who you are? Yeah. So yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that question, uh, uh, Louis. Um You know, it, it it all stems from you know um, trying to find out who I am, where I come from. You know, um, Omang, you know, in this world. And and I think that's something that we don't spend enough time in trying to uh, really ask ourselves. But we tend to, um, as young people, that is, I mean, um, we tend to try to, you know, uh, get accepted. We try to get with the flow, you know. And uh, I mean, this is evident in how we speak and how we dress, you know. And yeah, so the cultural event was definitely a wake-up call in that uh, my grandfather was actually needed for that event. And sadly, you know, he had uh, passed on about uh, two years ago. And I was actually asked to, you know, to play, uh, a, like, you know, a, a role in the event, in the ritual. So just to give context, there was um, a ritual where we were actually... Um, helping to you know to fetch his uh, father's um, remains from one place to another yeah and during that process you know a whole lot you know had to be done I'm talking about you know the involvement of uncles you know people from you know because I mean in my, my family is quite big where we have people that actually go to church we yeah. have people that believe in traditional healers so you know we've got a good mix you know of different beliefs but they all wanted this to be a success because okay. it's all you know, you know it's everyone's ancestor yeah. you know it was now charles they know you as a mathematician this girl's <laughs> got a master's in applied uh, maths when you speak to them do you speak english or do you speak sepedi um i speak sepedi and it's largely you know uh like a show of um respect and to also make sure that they are able to understand me you know so sometimes if you <laughs> you speak to an elderly person in english it might come across as you know you are trying to show off or trying to you know it's yeah it it, it gets to yeah it gets to that point do you know the the, the praise singing absolutely absolutely okay <laughs> just give me one line one paragraph let's hear if uh, so, um, we can I'm, trust you i'm actually <laughs> so there's no trust so let me <laughs> let me see if i can win back uh the trust um so that's our you know praise animal and but um 
like I'm, I'm normally I'm from Limpopo, so um, the praise goes something like this. Rabuama shake, rabuama shaka morelim. Rabuama shopuam masibuta sadimo solo matebe. Sanakadiral mahorua tubati. Rabuama poko le poko ana. Rabuama jumaraga. Rijua. So it's <laughs> it's part of it that I'm actually uh, uh, losing at this stage. But wow. yeah, so I think <laughs> no, that, that, I gave you a glimpse. I mean, that, that's that's brilliant because the, the view out there is uh, these young people have lost it. These young people would rather twang, as I said. Yeah. Uh, they would rather see them uh, themselves as being uh, residents of London. And, uh, you know, if they start speaking or Setswana, it might be a deterrent to to get to where they should be. So I'm yeah. quite impressed that uh, you you believe it's still something of of of, of value uh, for you to connect your culture. Now, Holovelo, uh, is there any uh, what what view do you have on the kind of advertising that you 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 see? Is it better? Do you understand it better if it's said in English? Or you you have found that uh, the mixing of these languages also you know has a, a more a better impact on uh, how you understand these messages. Um, yeah, so I think advertising has has evolved a bit. Um, so we have made some progress in terms of trying to to communicate with um, the greater majority, um, but there is still a lot of work to be done. You know, so on my side, when it comes to advertisements. Um, I I engage better with um, advertisements that relate to that I can relate to, you know. So it's both the mixture of of the languages that helps, but more so in terms of the plot of the advertisement. So if it's a commercial video or um, you know those adverts on YouTube or whatever, if it's a plot that speaks to something that I would go through, you know, because with advertisements, it's someone saying this is your reality and this is what my product or service can do for you you know so the way that scene is set up and the script is written it has to speak to things that i would go through or things that i would see yeah. um from the people that are around me you know so that's what stands out for me that's what makes me um understand um and like advertisements even more no, that's wonderful uh, ladies and gentlemen my name is uh, louis tumeleng siecho uh, I'm your Tuesday takeover guest uh, this evening. Uh, I'm with two dynamic young people, Kholofelo uh, Mohali, you've heard a voice uh, now, and I'm with Charles uh, Inchana. You know, uh, Charles, it would be amiss of us to continue this discussion uh, without uh, realizing or acknowledging the fact that uh, the metrics have started their exams on Monday. And I think it is a journey that you uh, and Kolofelo uh, undertook at some point. It is very, very important for the 920,000 young people who are writing their metrics. I mean, it's, 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 it's huge by any, any standards. Now, uh, you will know that uh, metric is a very stressful period for, for young people. It is a time when their lives are likely going to change uh, for, for, for a long time. Uh, many of them are worried about their ability or means to pursue their further education or tertiary education because of limited funding available. You know, you are beneficiaries of the Vincent uh, Shabalala Education Trust, a trust that was started 
uh, in 2004 in Alex. Uh, we are proud to mention that uh, the trust has to date educated uh, 549 uh, of your colleagues and very proud to say the majority uh, of these learners are, are female. You know, your, your <laughs> Kulu fellows. I mean, it's been a long journey. I know uh, when the trust uh, started, uh, it was mainly uh, beneficiaries who were dominated by boys. Uh, every time there's an awards event, you know, it would be mainly uh, uh, boys who are coming tops. But, uh, you know, that has changed. Uh, the Kulu fellows of this world have changed that space. It is more uh, female learners that are coming tops. Uh, with uh, Kulu fellow uh, having uh, received, I mean, uh, 100% in maths, there's many Kulu fellows out there in the trust who have done very, very well. Now, uh, the trust uh, obviously, uh, you know, depends on funding that comes from uh, various quarters, mainly business people and companies that are uh, funding. What, what has it been, your experience with the trust, uh, I mean the trust, uh, Charles, and how has it uh, really uh, helped you complete your studies, if you don't mind sharing that journey with us? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, I'm truly grateful that, you know, um, that I was actually uh, part of the trust um, in that, I mean, just if you think about it or you have perspective, a group of people came together and felt that, look, um, one day Charles will actually be in need of, you know, funds of actually going to uh, university without even knowing who I was. You know, I think that's that's truly um, deep to appreciate. I mean, I, I think, first of all, I think the universe has just been kind to me in that, you know, I, you know, um, I got to be a beneficiary of the trust. Um, at a situation where, you know, I'm from, you know, a a family that was, you know, uh, supported by my grandmother, who was um, a domestic worker at that time. And, you know, the fear was there to say, look, um, I may not be able to go to university, you know. And that that was something that's, I'm, I'm sure it's there for, for, you know, a lot of young young people out there but it, it was there for me and um i was just you know at the time you know i was just you know trying to apply for nfs trying to get uh bank loans mm. and in you know in trying to get a bank loan they'll tell you that look you um you need to pay the interest up front and you know the principal amount will be paid at a later date once you start working even paying that interest was not really you know possible for my uh, uh, grandmother. So when I got the news that, um, you know, that I was actually selected to be part of the trust, it truly, you know, uh, changed my life, truly changed my life. And I'm still, you know, grateful to date to think that there were people that really came together to say, let's create this trust and make sure that, you know, uh, you know, that finances do not actually keep me from my educational opportunities. Mm. I think that's um, that's quite key to uh, to highlight. But yeah, so I've been working with a trust for um, a number of years at this um, at this stage. I 
I, I was able to, you know, to complete my studies. And yeah, I'm truly um, grateful. And I'm trying to see, you know, what are the ways that I can also, you know, uh, play a role, mm. you know, because I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it doesn't only just, you know, require finances for one to be able to reach, um, you know, a state of, you know, being able to, you know, get, you know, a, a university degree, or be able to get some tertiary education, there's a whole lot of other factors that really play into that. Hi. Uh, yes, uh, this, my name is Lu Louis Tumeleng Siecho. As I indicated earlier, I'm your Tuesday Takeover guest uh, this evening. Uh, we have a caller. Uh, one, it's uh, Chili Beef uh, from Pinville Soweto. Hi, 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 Chili Beef. Great show, great presenter. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic and informative, educative too. Uh, yes, uh, my my concern. Have you ever gone on breaking the rules? You will never speak. No, Bulela, Bob. Yeah, but when I talk Bulela, the language and advertising and the message you're sending through to 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 to, to the client. Or the consumer. How would I have consumer? Or would I have done information about the product? information. I know advertising. I did advertising at university. I started marketing also on the side and sales as well. Just even similar sales and marketing. The India Kadi target group. We target about two hundred million people. You are the Kipuchawar. South Africa, maybe seventy percent in about two hundred. Why advertising is because Malema about two hundred. Especially go TV, go radio, go radio. What do you say to just who are why why? You are the right. He put it out. Why decide you come home? And then Tom and Mo, Kolo, Minister of Education. Why study Rover Ray to the Gamalimarin? Why can't you study in our own language? No, yeah. Chili Beef, I think you are correct. What Chili Beef is saying is he doesn't understand why English must be the language of advertising because uh, he understands messages better that are in English. He thinks something needs to be changed here. He loves the fact that radio has taken this initiative uh, uh, you know, very strongly where they are able to hear advertising messages in English, but he believes that uh, TV seems to be uh, you know, falling uh, way back. He believes it's very, very important that uh, even in education, this message is stressed to ensure uh, that uh, you know all advertising messages uh, must reach people in the languages they speak. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Chili Beef, for your contribution. Hulufelo, uh, uh, what can you say to young people who say "hahutusi" uh, uh, doesn't help to go to school because? Uh, even when I graduate, I won't have money to go to university. I mean, perhaps you as a 100% math student, 
you knew that somebody will come and grab your hand and say, we want to pay for your education. I mean, what, what were your anxieties when you were in metric uh, writing your exams? What can you say to young people who are listening to the show tonight and they are busy studying for their exams uh, that, uh, you know, they might not have the money to go to a university when, when they qualify to do so? I think my biggest anxiety in metric, especially towards the exams, you know, is you know, like I was a township girl, I know this is my situation. I know that I don't have a choice but to make it work, you know. So the biggest anxiety was I need to get the best marks possible. I need to reach the target that I've set. So all the marks, and I was aiming for seven distinctions by the time it was um, towards the end of the year. So the anxiety was... I might miss one of them, you know. So everyone has their, like all the, all learners have their own goals to say, I want to get a bachelor's pass. I want to get four distinctions. Whatever the goal is, I think that's a big anxiety at this point. And my advice would be, you know, to say, you've worked the whole year, a lot of pressure, a lot of ups and downs. This is the time to be, like, be proud of what you've done so far and just give it your best shot. So in these next couple of days before each and every one of your exams, don't lose hope and stop working, you know. Give it, make every moment count until the last exam. And in that exam room when you're writing, you're writing your final exam, make it count, you know, so that when it's all over, you can say, I did the best that I can, you know. And I would say that, like, you know, we, you might be, you might have anxiety that you might not get, like, the funding that you need. Uh, but all you need to do is work and opportunities will be there. Um, it might not be now, it might be next year, or it might be different opportunities than getting finance to go, funding to go to university, you know. So from this point on, just make sure, like, right now the focus is doing the best that you can in your metric. Um, and then going forward, put yourself in a position where, if I come, if someone comes and says, I have one million to give to someone, they'll find you ready, you know, be it having a business plan, if that's your passion, or you can even do volunteer work to get experience so that you can be able to do a job. So that's yeah. the mentality I want them to get when they go. So what you're basically saying, don't worry about the money. Mm -hmm. If you focus on edu education, you do very well, the then money will come. Yeah. So it will be easy for you to apply for bursaries when mm -hmm. you've passed than trying to worry too much about, about the where the money is going to come from. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's sound uh, advice, and I hope uh, the, the listeners, young people, have heard you. Uh, and Pumelelo, we can uh, see you are, you are holding on. Uh, please bear with us. Uh, we'll be uh, with you uh, shortly. Uh, you know, we'll take a call after the, the, the advert and then uh, hear what Pumelelo says and then carry on with our... Uh, interview. But I mean, it's uh, really we wish the people who are writing exams, uh, you know, luck. We know they've studied very hard and they're going to do exceptionally well. Don't worry too much about funding. Uh, we have NFSAs, we have a caring government. So all should be well focused on your on your reading, ensure that you get the, the, the great marks uh, that you need and all should be okay. Tuesday Takeover on The Viewpoint. Hi, my name is Louis Tumeleng Siecho. Uh, you know, Tuesday Takeover guest uh, this evening. We hope you are enjoying the show. Uh, as a reminder, I'm with Kolofelo Mohale, a, 
a young person from Alexandra Township uh, who's gone through uh, the Vincent Chabral Education Trust, now a qualified actuarial analyst. And I'm with uh, uh, Charles, uh, who is uh, also a graduate from Alex, a beneficiary of the trust. Uh, Charles in China is in finance. Uh, after uh, the, 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 the call from Mpumelelo, we'll ask uh, our guests to tell us uh, you know, what they actually do in their jobs so that you get a sense what actuaries do, you get a sense of what financial gurus do. Mpumelolo, um, thank you very much for holding on. I'm sorry that we kept you holding this long. Please proceed. Okay, thanks very much. Uh, uh, I'd like to commend you for the job well done uh, that you have uh, offered uh, a chance to these youngsters. They're very much grounded. They know what they are up to and they know where they are going to. Um, I want to give you applause for doing that, give them opportunity to succeed in life. And that will give us an, uh, also hope that when we pass this world, we are leaving this country in good hands. I think we can have more of those youngsters who know where they are going to who are conversing and think and also be able to give direction and also inspire our youngsters, especially those that are writing exams now. What an appropriate time to bring these youngsters to the radio. I wish all the other parents that are listening to you that they can bring their children who are writing now and listen to this program. It's empowering. It's inspiring. And I want to applaud you for bringing these youngsters to the fore so that we know and continue to do the good work. They are so much grounded, they they, they, they humble, they're not arrogant. I wish them well in their life. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mpumelelo, they've heard you. And I could see in their faces uh, that they appreciate uh, the call. Uh, thank you very much for those encouraging words. Uh, hi, we have Lerato from M Tata. Uh, Lerato, please proceed. Hello, Andaduzwan. Hello. Hello, Andaduzwan. Hello, Dadu. Oh, yeah, get in Uganda. Oh, no, Galibu. Thank you, thank you, Dad. Marari Sabadi to Molifati, the Sabadi to, and in the way we describe things as well as the achievements, it's going to be a problem in one day. But the best education starts from the heart. Once we start working on the heart, and then even the gold and the silver can go away, but we keep it, we keep changing when we have the heart. Thank you. Yes, no, uh, we agree, absolutely. I think uh, the humility uh, these young people have to retain, uh, yes, it is very, very important that uh, that is kept in check. Holovel, uh, can you uh, share with us uh, what work you do as an actuary or an actuarial analyst, just to give us a sense of what the work entails? Um, okay, I'll try to <laughs> if 
fine summarized our vision. Um, so actuaries nowadays, they work in different places. They work in banks, investment companies, and um, in, in, in insurance companies. But the main role of the actuary is to try and sort of predict things that are going to happen in the future to look at the risk because as people, as customers of insurance, you give the insurance company money um, and they make a promise to you that if something happens in the future, then they'll pay. You know, So our job is to then do calculations to make sure that 20 years from now when you come and say, okay, it's now time to pay the insurance company or the um, investment company or whatever organization it is can pay, can meet that obligation. So that's the summarized version of what we do. We quantify the risk in future and make sure that they have the money to meet their obligations. So is it correct to say without people like you, this country's economy would ground to a halt? Yeah, it might. So there would be a problem. In the <laughs> there economy. would be a problem. So you are the people who ensure that the rent can be where it is. So the the governor can always refer to you for guidance on whether to to drop interest rates or to to raise them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Charles, uh, can you give us a sense of what you do in the job that you do? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I um, I studied uh, applied mathematics and physics. Um, <laughs> in the beginning, I had dreams of uh, becoming an astronomer, you know, working with stars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so throughout varsity, I learned about this new world of finance and, you know, how physicists and people with mathematics were really changing it. So what I basically do, I work for the stock exchange and we deal with um, with data and basically I help, you know, we help banks and central banks make, you know, decisions and with the data that we actually um, we provide. So yeah, so what, what I do is actually uh, quite exciting in that I get to interact with different clients and get to, uh, I help them give give them access to liquidity. So liquidity, if you want access to specific shares or specific data, you would actually come to me and, yeah, would actually help you uh, gain access to that. Okay. So, uh, I mean, you and Kolofelo are almost in the same space, but uh, let's hold it there. Uh, When we return uh, from the news, we can then uh, carry on with our discussion. Tuesday Takeover on The Viewpoint. My name is uh, Luis Yecho. This is Tuesday Takeover. I'm the guest this evening. Uh, We are wrapping up. Thank you for having taken the time to tune in to SAFM. You know, uh, in the Vincent uh, Education Trust, uh, the a matter of giving back Kolofelo uh, is very, very important because it is the work of others who go out and raise this money uh, to ensure that, uh, you know, uh, young people from Alex. And by the way, uh, these two young people haven't had any other education except the education from Alex. So there's a view that uh, our education in the townships is is inferior. Now, uh, these young people who are sitting here with me have never had any Model C or private schooling. So their education from start to matric was in Alex. 
But here we are sitting with an actuarial analyst who's starting to, to, to become an actuary. We are sitting, sitting with a boffin in finance, a boffin in mathematics and physics who hasn't been to a school out of Alex. So the view that schools in our townships are not up to standard needs to be questioned. You are here. You know, uh, you, you are doing better than what we used to do when we, we were your age. In fact, we are much older at university during our times. So what you guys are achieving is impeccable. I know that you are doing a lot of work in the trust to give back. Holofelo, could you kindly share with us what is it that you do to uh, support and uh, you know, inspire younger people who to follow your footsteps and even do better? Um, yes, thank you. Um, so on my side, like I'm very, I'm very passionate about community development and being involved in the community and just servicing my community. Um, I've been involved in different programs since I was 16. Uh, so I'm excited that I've now been appointed as a trustee in the trust, um, and I'm looking forward to um, just giving back to the trust and helping to raise those funds that we need to to sponsor more and more learners in Alexandra. Um, and outside of the trust, I also work with an organization um, that I founded called Kulufele Apetuo. So what we do, if we work with young people, we focus on youth education, youth empowerment, um, and youth leadership. So personal leadership for them to uplift their lives, and also community leadership for them to 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 instill that that um, that value to to impact the the community positively. Um, so we're currently running a program in Alexandra, tutoring the high school learners, grade ten and twelve. Sorry, grade ten and eleven. So we meet with them on Saturdays. So we have volunteers that are working or studying uh, in university and we bring those volunteers on Saturdays to say come and assist these learners with their academics. Uh, but more so to also show them that we come from the same backgrounds that you come from um, and we've made it this far. So it's possible for you to also reach best universities. It's possible, it's possible for you to also reach um, corporate or whatever field that you want to work in. We actually had our first speaker on Saturday. So we bring in people to say, you know, is this what we always talk about to say there's not enough exposure in townships, you know. So us who have made it to corporate, we need to go there and bring those resources and bring those people and expose these learners to those kind of places. So we do that. We do the education, assisting them academically, and then we also do life skills where we talk about concepts that um, that are that teach them skills that are important in life and expose them to what what life they can have out there. Bring them people that can talk about different careers um, and motivate them to say you are capable. Because most of them don't imagine that when you say to them. Um, I got 100% in meds, they still think, or you, you say Charles got seven distinctions, they still think, ah, no, that doesn't, it still shocks them, you know, so um, it's to instill that, that confidence to say it's possible for you um, and we are here to support you to get to where you need to get to and yeah, I'd like to appreciate the volunteers that take time to come and work with these learners. It, it takes a lot of commitment um, to do that and I appreciate everyone that, that works to do that and everyone that sponsors um, to assist us financially and wherever we need resources. That's beautiful. That's the spirit of each one, teach one. Each one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles, your turn. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, like just thinking, just listening to Kulafel and thinking when I was actually doing my metric or when I was actually um, in high school, you know, we had that, you know, we had people coming in, motivating us, you know. And for me, it, it goes back to that to say, look, 
I mean, I never really cared to ask, oh, who actually organized those people, you know? Now that I'm in that position, you know, I actually do something similar. I, um, I do actually uh, do motivational talks. I've also, you know, uh, worked in, you know, uh, tutoring classes, math and physics. And I just love giving, you know, um, real life examples whenever I'm teaching <laughs> my physics classes, given that that's something that I feel that, you know, that I didn't have enough of in terms of, okay, great, I see this concept. Why is actually being used? You know, what does, you know, like, you know, uh, where, where do you actually use this equation and what's the practical application? And, I, you know, I just love giving that, you know, that color and um, showing um, my students that it's actually, you know, real life example. It's things that you're going to use in real life. But ultimately, I think uh, showing them that it's actually possible we are not an anomaly, you know. <laughs> we were sitting in the same chair, you know, received the same education. And it just goes to show that hard work really does pay. Thank you. And you just need to, you know, persevere. Oh, brilliant, Charles. And, and by the way, uh, Charles and Colofello are trustees. Uh, thank you very much for, for joining us. And let me also take the opportunity to thank the people who sponsor the trust. Uh, who every year put in uh, their money and invest in the trust so that we can take more young people to to university. Let me also thank the trustees, uh, Pem Malela, Dipuom Velasis, Sizagele Malibaninkosi, Nkodi Sizwane, and uh, a gentleman who used to be our chair, uh, but now as deputy president is no longer involved in the trust, but is a patron of the trust, uh, Paul Mashatile. He's one of the founders of this trust. Uh, so we are grateful for the work that they've done since 2004. The trust will be 20 years next year. Big things to, to, to be done, big things to happen. Let me thank uh, the listeners of uh, SAFM. Thank you for giving us the opportunity for listening to our story. And we, are hope, we hope that uh, these stories of Alexandra, of young people from, from Alexandra, have inspired uh, young people who are writing their exams uh, at the moment to, to work hard and all shall be well. My name, Louis CHO. It was your guest for Tuesday Takeover. Thank you very much. Good evening.